Today on Talk About That, John breaks up the band and breaks my heart, and also makes a theological case for dogs in heaven. Meanwhile, my mom calls a parent-teacher meeting. Plus, we chat about Ronald Reagan, the Beatles, and an axe murderer in a brand new segment with facts from This Week in History. Today's episode is sponsored by Results May Vary, my brand new Drybar Comedy special. Stream it and get one month of Drybar Comedy Plus free at drybarcomedy.com using the promo code J-O-N-N-I-E-W. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Do it. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's another episode of Talk About That. I'm John here with Johnny. Hello, friends. You don't get to say buckle up, Buttercup enough. I'm not sure that's really a common expression. I don't. I I'm think bringing you, it back. Is that your new... People, who said it first? I don't Have know. you seen that in a movie or something? I don't know. Like a rogue cop? <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup. That's and he just the, starts blasting. Speaking of rogue cops... I don't watch, I think it was Chicago PD maybe. It was just on because I used to have NBC on when I turned the TV back on the next night because I end the night with Fallon a lot. Mm-hmm. And that Chicago PD guy, it's like it's got to be a fake voice. It's real like, it's almost like the assistant coach and water boy. Yeah. Mm, Bobby Boucher. Mm, and we did pay that day. Like it's real. Yeah. It's very irritating to me. Like, and I'm sorry if it's his voice, and I apologize to the actor. Maybe that's yeah, how he is. Like, we gotta lock him up. I'm just like, he's the lead guy. Like, yeah. I don't know, guys. Maybe he's. Maybe that's a draw. You don't know. Maybe it's fascinating. It's like uh, in acting, the key is not to necessarily be good looking, but it's to have a definite look. So you have people like who are really good looking, like George Clooney, and you have people like Steve Buscemi who are memorable. Uh. They inhabit a role. Interesting. Which would we be? I think we're neither, and that's why we're not famous. <laughs> like, we're not ugly enough to be Steve Buscemi interesting. We're just we're just forgettable. Wow. Like, we're definitely not good-looking enough to be Clooney. And I hired you to write my bio. That's... Let me tell you, in paragraph two, John, we really learned why you were <laughs> when so we said forgettable. Your... <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I just, I'm honest and authentic, and that's that's my job. Yeah. Authenticity, you know, I'm having that talk with my kid a little bit. Like, you know, I'm telling her like, hey, when you do something that you don't feel like doing, that's still the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if the game's going badly and she's the starting setter now, like, hey, if it's going bad, everyone can cheer each other on whenever you're winning. But when adversity strikes. Sorry, I'm already getting so inspired. Come on, guys. When adversity strikes, though, like, 
it's, it's way harder to go over there and encourage your teammates. And she's doing a great job at it. I was like, but just remember that doesn't, that may not be for what you're feeling inside to do, Yeah. but to do the opposite of what you're feeling when it's the right thing to do is not faking it. It's courage. Like that's the definition of courage yeah, is that's doing good. the thing that you don't feel like doing, but you know that you should do. And you were like, and now go clean your room, please. Yeah, now get out of my. <laughs> I don't know. Go know. get daddy a drink from the refrigerator. <laughs> you might not feel like it. <laughs> but that be, could... be courageous when you get over there. <laughs> I could tell her to do anything now. <laughs> you could. She could. Well, this is how I've been raised. This is yeah. <sighs> no, you're right though. That's the thing. We we're kind of wrapped up in this uh, Instagram church vibe now of like do what you feel and live your, live your truth. And like, yeah, some of that gets in the way of like, hold on. Like, I'm not always going to want to do the right thing. What do I do then Instagram? Right. And the answer is, ah, you know, it's like radio silence. Yeah. There's like that, you know, your truth when it's talking about someone's trauma or experience. Yeah. Meaning like, I completely agree. Like, Hey, you know, don't let somebody bully you necessarily. Well, no at all. If you need to share a story, it needs to be right. heard. It needs to mm-hmm. he, he needs to have a full hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that needs to come to light. It's kind of like we talked about Colonial Weinsberg, the you know the black population there. Like their history has been literally paved over the parking lot. Yeah. So there's a moment to say, hey, their truth, their story needs to be heard, and it needs to have a full hearing as a part of the grander story. The flip side is, if you take that down, like into, and we talked about therapy before. Like when I go to therapy, the goal, even though I have to be honest and explore all of the truth of my childhood or of my life or the yeah. things that, 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 you know, activate negative things within me. It's a deep hole. Yeah. It's a, oh, and I'm still, I'm still there, but finding that out, my goal shouldn't be like just discovering the whole list of people I can blame because that won't make me any better. Yeah. <laughs> it might have some truth to it mm-hmm. and maybe they need to be held responsible or maybe they need those, you know, Moments, there's there's a, a reckoning or a bringing to light of those things. But at the end of the day, like, I have to be one of the negative people in my own story. I have to be one of those guys that also, yeah. in reactions and other things, that there there's no way I did everything right. Yeah. And so what am I going to do with that? Um, so I think that's that whole, yeah. th- I like can't you, be true to myself when myself was in the wrong place. Right. It's like when you're in a pool and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in this pool. But a lot of people have probably peed in this pool. Mm. And then you go, wait a minute, I've peed in this pool. You know what I'm saying? Is that not, is that not carry over? Just, is I that think, not exactly what your story said? Was I was close. hoping I would have a pretty good corollary. <laughs> Look, I can't be mad at them. <laughs> well, and again, to, in all seriousness to anybody who has any sort of trauma in their life, and I think we all have some level, but some, you know, certainly more severe in childhood. Like, yeah, I mean, the, just, I think what I recognize is, in my own life, like freedom doesn't come through just finding out what was done by others. Freedom comes from me in addition to that, making peace with that or making boundaries with that or whatever. There's all kinds yeah. of things to do there. Uh, she, people should be held responsible, all those things. But at the, at the end of the day, I also have to deal with myself. Like I have to deal with my role in other people's. Yeah. Like if you do regen, if you do recovery, you know, you do again, resentments, harms committed to me and then harms committed by me. And that's a whole other ball game. Like there has to be a balance of what harms have I committed. So 
Uh, and Johnny, my list of harms committed to me. Yes, I can't tell you how many times. Like I just started using. It's like a greatest hits of Johnny. It was. It was like wow. I'm in there. I'm littered. Yeah, I'm dotted throughout there. I just started going W instead of writing your whole name. My hands well, yeah, getting it's tired. A, it is it's a like, lot. Wow. Weddington's a big name. Like so if someone like, goes back and reads it, they're like, "Who is W? Who is he who shall not be named? <laughs> Why?" <laughs> That feels like longer than Wethington. Like, no, to understand. If you met him, you'd know. What? Who is Ichabod? <laughs> <laughs> Does Beelzebub have that many E's? This feels excessive. Oh, my goodness. I know I'm in your story, John. I know I'm in your... We've wronged each other. That's how friends work. I mean, we've, you know, you hurt each other. You bind each other back up, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you do? Yeah. I feel like I've hurt you more than you hurt me, but I don't know really? if that's true. Yeah. I think when I moved away, it hurt you. Yeah, but you couldn't help that. I really could. For, for those who don't know, John came to college in <laughs> came to college in Knoxville, where I grew up. Yeah, that's where we met. I was in my early twenties. John was eighteen, a fresh young, fresh faced young freshman. Oh my goodness! Ruddy. And then we met, became buddies, did a band forever, and then John did the inevitable thing when your band is flailing and took a job as a youth pastor at a church in his hometown of Nashville or near Nashville in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. So he moves away, thus. Ending the band. That's not Joe. We played several shows after I left. Here at my church for free. <laughs> <laughs> and more harms done. Let's yeah. keep going down the list. Yet more harms. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's – that's. but I don't consider that. I knew that that was like the right move for you. It wasn't right. like I was like holding it against you. But it was, it was hard. I missed you. I didn't go looking for that job. Like, again, I got fired. Yeah. And um, that's a whole story on – Walmart is very specific about what they want from people, and you just couldn't meet the criteria. I was just greeting. I mean, like, how hard could it be? How hard it can be to say, hey, do you need a cart? Right. Can I see your receipt? And I went too far. You did. Uh, You had your little Sharpie out. No, it's like a highlighter. Yeah. Well, when you you take down an 80-year-old woman on the floor. They frown on it. Put her in a full Nelson. Like, and they were like, hey, man. Yeah. Even a half she, Nelson is probably probably too much. They're yeah, like, she paid for that orange juice, bro. You read this receipt wrong, and yeah. then after that, and they always freak out when you leave the scene of an accident. It's, they all, do. it's a whole thing. So, but uh, not a fire from a church. I mean, in church, church getting. Listen, you're. I don't think you're a youth pastor worth your salt if you've not been fired from a church by a. Pastor. I think that's somebody who's been f- fired would say that. Yeah, that feels like you deflecting. Well, I well, just come on, I got. Fi- of course, I got fired. I was doing the right thing. I'm in come on. Devil must be mad. <laughs> um, Devil's messing. God's blessing. I'm not sure. I think the devil's like, look, even I couldn't pull this off. Right. You know, he was like, what happened? The devil's um, like, let him go. <laughs> let him do whatever he wants. He's he's, he's gonna with, be self destructive. He's, he's with me. <laughs> we don't have to intervene here. John's self-destructing. That's great. Uh, uh, no, that pastor apologized to me. I know we've had that. We've talked yeah. about that. Where he he made amends. Yeah, he came back two years later and cried and said, "Hey, I really, really made a mistake." Because I don't even know why I got fired. I just told someone said something about me. He promised not to tell. It was not good. Not a good leadership move. But no. But he he made it right, man, and I respected him for it. So, um, and it was That's a good great. move for me. And then you came. Would you I think moved- you would have come to Nashville if I wouldn't have moved here? No. I mean, because that was where your connections were. Yeah, I knew I, could, I knew I had a little bit of a network of people who were here, a few friends. Um, yeah, probably not. You know, I really liked this church and felt at home here. Yeah. And I kind of need – there was like a time when I was really uh, burned out what I was doing, running a nonprofit and uh, that my brother still runs and does such a great job with. But I felt really burned out. And so – the idea of just being like, well, we're not going to do this job anymore, but let's hang around 
Right. It felt like I needed a change of scenery. Yeah. And so, which I'm sure that happens to other people sometimes, especially in ministry where you're like, all right, I'm not a part of this anymore. So I'm just going to hang around and be on the board and watch somebody else run it. Right. We felt like we needed a total like escape pod moment. Yeah. And uh, so we did. And this felt like a safe landing spot. It was definitely a leap, though, because we'd never, I never thought I would ever leave Knoxville. Well, yeah. I mean, you were, yeah, been there your whole life. And uh, my mother had passed a couple of years before. That's one, that's the truth is that I never would have left if she hadn't passed away. Yeah. Uh, she died at 62. And so there's no way. I just, we were so connected and I worked for her ministry there. And it just wouldn't have, wouldn't have occurred to me that there was a life outside of that. Uh, she was a precious lady. And here's the crazy part to me, though. Even if you became a comedian, you wouldn't have your stage name because she hated it. When she hated you Johnny, Johnny, and she would not like that I shortened it to W yeah. for sure. She'd have been so upset. She, I did she, not. I would say she is upset. Well, yeah, she's watching she, right now. She's not why, cheering. Why do you think I've never made it big as a comedian? She's like, Mm-mm. she's haunting my I career. I don't think we believe in that. Like, see, <sighs> did you just tell me what I believe? I th- well, someone needs to. <laughs> I think what I would have said is, is she's tapping. We Je- don't eat mushrooms. She's tapping okay? Jesus on the shoulder, like, hey, yeah. hold him back, you know, kind of thing. Uh, all right. As fine. a spectator. Yes. See, but you think that she's intervening, and I just think, Johnny, we need to deal with your She's theology. in the cloud of witnesses, and go. some of the things that I've caused her to witness, <laughs> she is not very much loved. What did she say? I did not give birth to anyone named Johnny. Uh, yeah. So you. Don't need to call him that. It was yeah. like, it was oh, like, she would have meetings with my friends and tell them. She called my seventh grade teacher. Oh, wow. And I had to hear about it the next day from my seventh grade. Your mom called me. She was calling you Johnny? Or uh, John? The, the, the teacher was calling me John. Just John. John. No, I think Johnny too. And so she was like, she found out about it. And then she was like, call them. Uh, that's not his name. See, my name is Jonathan. Yeah. See, that's the whole thing. We could have been Jonathan and Jonathan. In the morning. In the morning. <laughs> Your drive time traffic hour. Q one oh two FM. That's the copter. So I'm sorry. What were that you? Was your, <laughs> that was the helicopter you were a truck. That was a semi horn. <laughs> yeah. That's um, different. Yeah. Uh and then my well, we could have been John and Jonathan and Jonathan. But I went to John, even though Jonathan's without an H. You added letters. And we added an H when I went to John. I don't, I, again, I don't know when that happened. And then also, these things happen. Some documents say my mom and I have a lot of talks about. It, she laughs about it. Some documents say J A J O N A T H O N, and some say J O N A T H A N. See, so how do you get through airport? Is there not like a well? Weird... I spent a lot of my adult life trying to change it all to the A. Okay. But like, I still when I go to the doctor's office because my medical records from yeah. you know go way way back. I still get I get still get O's there sometimes. So well, that's cool because like, you can be like, if you have a diagnosis you don't like, you'd be like, that's not me. I'm sorry. That's Jonathan. Jonathan <laughs> has hypertension. I'm all set. I'm good. Jonathan <laughs> has an enlarged thyroid. I'm all good over here. I'm Jonathan. Do you validate? Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean validote? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but that H is silent, so it's okay that I added it back. Yeah. It's, or they added it back. Again, I don't think I did Who are that. they? My parents, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know. Someone we started calling me John and put an H in. I don't know what This it is happened. why people emancipate right like, here. This is abuse. Just to get, well, I just. This is part of your trauma. No. They added eight, they're adding this. H's and taking away O's. I like to think that my name is just a part of the sordid odyssey 
the adventure of my life. And it's just another, it's another thing that makes me nuanced and unique. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's a really verbose sentence about a dumb name. (laughs) It's a part of the odyssey. It's in my journey. It's a tapestry of hope and faith. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And or my mom can't spell. I'm so glad that when we renamed our church that it was past the time in church history Uh where we would have named it something that was not about being a church. What do you mean? Like Christian Center, like Worship Center? Ta- like Tapestry. Oh, okay. Like Journey. Or like, yeah. Like, well, there's still okay. is Journey, but Journey Church. church yeah, but there's they church. Put a church in it. But some churches just went with like, we're just going to be right. whatever. The Mosaic. Right. Or the, and that's fine. Those are some great churches, but they, they were started in the time that that was okay. Yeah. If you do it now, I just, I think it confuses people. There was a season when we had dropped, we used to be Life Assembly, we dropped the assembly. Uh huh. And like we weren't sure what to do because it couldn't be Life Church, yeah. Because there's LifeChurch.tv and there's other Life Churches everywhere, and so like we and we had this whole campus where we had like other nonprofit stuff and feeding programs going. So on our sign, we made it the Life Campus, mm-hmm. and people didn't know we were a church. Yeah, like what are y'all funeral home? Like, are they we? Didn't, are you? A, yeah, is this like a, a state school? Is this like where people come for just like daily? Therapy is it's a community college slash daycare, right? Addiction center, you know, something, you know, but you're right when you name you. Yeah, it's okay to put church in your name. It's all right. But you're right. There was that era of like in the 90s. It was everything was Christian Center, Worship Center. Yeah. You know, Faith Christian Center instead of Faith Christian Church. Faith Christian Center. Right. We're We're the center. And then. But yeah, then it became just like a single word that would have like this weird branding with it. Right. I noticed no one ever chose prism. That'd been a good one because you got all one. these because you got all these angles of of God's personality. Yeah, but it sounds a lot like prison. <laughs> you know, it, it so you could be like, "Hey, I'm heading over to prison." And you're going what <laughs> for visitation? There's a you preach on the other side of a glass. They got to pick up the phone to get their side of the sermon. When you commit to be a volunteer, it's like three to five. It is it's three to five, <laughs> but, like but with good behavior, you could be out in one, out one and, one and one a half. Minute. We'll we'll let you off this team and. Yeah, that's great. Prism. That's great. The kids go out in the courtyard to play, you know. <laughs> Somebody got stabbed in the yard today. <laughs> what like, in the world? What? They're kids. That doesn't. Yeah. yeah it's um, tough over there, Prism. Prism. Prism Center. <laughs> it's a, that does sound like a prison. Shawshank really. Community Church. <laughs> Is there a community called Shawshank that's in America for real, I wonder? And I wonder what the movie What they think about, yeah. Well, like, now you can't ever... It's like we have friends named Katrina, you yeah. know, and you after Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, Katrina, it's like they don't, they're like, oh, and that's, I the, bet she's chaotic. It's the, it's the first thing that people don't think of when they hear your name now. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of another name like that. Well, Alexa, we talked a little bit about that, about yeah. if you named your kid Alexa, that's something you could never have foreseen. Right. That now when you call your child, devices light up and right. it asks for commands. Right. And Alexa, your child clean doesn't, your room. Your child does not light up and does not receive commands. A child. <laughs> you'd mm. have to, in some cases, you'd have to change their name or yeah. call them something different. to go back. Just, Alex. Yeah, or something. See, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to offend Alex. 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 Oh. Oh. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. So those devices. And I think that's why they chose Siri because it was kind of a. I guess, but maybe that name is common in Indian culture, right? Siri? Suri? I don't know. So, because like Tom Cruise's daughter was Siri, right? But not Siri. 
But I bet if you said Siri I'd, in the right tone, it would pick well, up uh, an Apple device would light up or whatever. I don't know. Surprise hours haven't lit up already. Now, well, people listening to this podcast, their phones and watches are going crazy. We're so what sorry, can, you guys. How can I help you? You're like, yeah. turn off this podcast. Adjust thermostat to 60 degrees. No, they're screaming, running around the room. Mute Johnny W. Yeah, I apologize. I have found three results from muting Johnny W. There's a whole <laughs> yeah, website called well, MuteJohnnyW.com. Yeah, that you started. Well, I just curated. I didn't actually. <laughs> I bought the domain. I'm sitting on it. I think it's going to be worth a lot one day. You're probably right. Okay, so I want to. I wanted to slowly roll out a brand new segment. We're not really segment oriented right. in this podcast. And that's probably one of the weaknesses and strengths. Some people really like that it's a free form thing. Right. Makes it hard to explain to people though mm. what we do here. But I had this idea the other day, since we talk about history so much, uh, just inadvertently because I'm interested by it and you know a lot about it. And sometimes you'll be like, hey, you know, in history, blah, blah, blah. And I go, hey, that's lame. And I'll make fun of it. Uh-huh. That's kind of our vibe. Uh-huh. I wanted to bring about a new segment uh where we go and look at what happened this week in history. Mm-hmm. And it's a segment I like to call Talk About Then. Beautiful. I like look it. At that. I like Got it. our own little theme song. Mm. August 11th, 1984. U.S. President Ronald Reagan jokingly announces, My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you that today... I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. He made the joke to radio technicians during a sound check while preparing to give his weekly Saturday radio address on NPR. After hearing about the comment, the Soviet Far East Army was placed on alert. The Soviet Army stayed on alert for 30 minutes. I never knew that happened. Okay, but it wasn't broadcast. It was a sound check, but it leaked out somehow. Oh, that person should have gotten fired. (laughs) Well, number one, uh, in retrospect, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a wise joke. No. Maybe to make. Yeah. Uh, He was known as being a very kind of a silly and very, he was very good at delivering a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, when he ran again in 88 or 84, when he ran in 84. And by then it was like he was going to be 72. Uh And so his... They were like, is he slipping? Is this an was issue? Was it Mondale? Mondale was... Was that 84? Yes, because he ran against Carter in 80. Okay. So Mondale is the other guy, and he said... And I remember, I'll never forget this speech. He said uh, in one of the debates, he said, uh, age has been brought up as a huge factor in this election. And he goes, and I totally agree, but we should not let my opponent's inexperience and youth detract from his qualifications or whatever. It was just such a funny deflection. Well, they asked him, hey, a lot of... Yeah. or." Hey, you know, there's a lot being made about your age. Mm-hmm. And he and I watched the clip on this yeah. on some history thing. <clears throat> the thing that the thing that made it happen, it was so brilliant. And when you knew he won is when Mondale started laughing. Right. You admit that it's a good thing. Right. You're like, oh, no, this is bad. Yeah. yeah. And then it's Reagan, like you're admitting he's got a point. And Reagan picked up his glass of water right afterwards and yeah. took a drink. And then and the guy overdubbing it was like it was like. You know, yeah. game set match like well, he knew you, right then yeah when you can make somebody laugh it shows that they have a point and it also showed when you can tell a joke it shows how sharp you are right so everything they were trying to say which is he's slipping which he later did i mean obviously by the second third year of it, that second term he was in full sundowning yeah mode uh but at, to that point it was like 
Look at him. He's sharp. He's zing. He's zinging this guy. That's not yeah. something that a uh, oh, you know, is totally prepared because you know oh, they yeah. knew the question was coming. They were ready. If you watch enough West Wing, you know they yeah. prep for everything, Johnny. Oh, that Reagan. All right, let me see what else we got. So that was something I did not know that story. Interesting. And even you didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Sound check. You, listen, we say stuff off air as well. Uh huh. That we, if it ever made it into the show, uh-huh. we would be canceled. No. Oh, dear. What about this one? August eleventh, nineteen sixty six. Beatles member John Lennon apologizes for earlier statements claiming the Beatles were more popular than Jesus and that Christianity would vanish. I never knew the second part. I've heard the famous thing of we're more popular than Jesus. Lennon said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said it really. I never meant it as a lousy anti-religious thing. If I had said television is more popular than Jesus, I might've gotten away with it. Originally I was pointing out that fact in reference to England that we meant more to kids than Jesus did or religion at the time. I wasn't knocking it or putting it down. I was just saying as a fact, I'm not saying we're better or greater, just comparing us uh, with Jesus Christ as a person or God as a thing or whatever it is, you know. I just said what I said, and it was wrong. I need to be doing the John Lennon impression. I just said what I said, you know, and it was taken wrong. And now it's all this. Sorry, I should have been doing that the whole time. The whole time. But anyway, uh, I remember that story. You know, obviously we weren't alive, but I remember... The thing is like, the Beatles said they were bigger than Jesus or whatever. But I never knew that he apologized. Well, the second half of his statement is worse than the first. Yeah. I mean, he could get away with the apology if he hadn't said Christianity will vanish. Yeah. Um, I need to see the whole quote. I guess I need to see the press conference where he said Christianity will vanish. And he was basically saying, like, we're bigger in England. Right. To the kids. We're more aware in pop, you know. Yeah. Um, That's interesting, right? That's uh Well, I just remember that that. Those kinds of statements, and and maybe rightfully so. I mean, uh-huh. um, I'm not I'm not taking a side on it. Those kinds of statements in our early childhood development, I mean, were absolutely fodder for what is what is dangerous and wrong about rock music and those things. Is that you know there's this sense of superiority that 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 those secular channels are claiming over. Religious. I mean, the the tension between the secular and the sacred. I mean, is the story of at least Western civilization. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not probably well versed enough on you know necessarily how it would work in, in in other places. But well, yeah. If we're looking at like popularity, relevance versus like I said, well versed, well versed. Sorry, that's not a thing. You're well versed. You're well versed. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, August eleventh. 1892. We're going way back. Oh, wow. This is your era, John. This is, I feel like, where okay. you shine. Oh. But I bet you don't know a lot about this. Probably not. Lizzie Borden yeah, is arrested for this. the murders of her father and stepmother. They had been axed to death in her home a week earlier. She was tried and acquitted of the crime. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. That's the old... Oh wow! Grim, that, dark. Yeah, that's like Brothers Grimm stuff. Like, yeah. Was you? Yeah. Yes, There's it, a lot of like weird uh, nursery rhymes that are based on dark things like that too. So it kind of fits that thing of like you know, yeah. ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Uh, Ring around the rosies about the plague, right? Uh, yeah. So this kind of fits into that gallows. Yeah. Anyway, you, you've heard of, you've never heard of Lizzie Borden? I uh, heard the axe murderer. Yeah. You know, I was saying off the air, like you're all up to speed on like murder mystery stuff. What you're, is that supposed to mean? You are a sociopath, and I think it's about time we pointed it out. But I know people are fascinated, and I like I like some. I like trying to figure out why people do what they do, and Lizzie Borden's fascinating to us as a culture, I believe, because so few serial killers are women. Would you? 
you did they call her a serial well serial she killed more killer? than one person I, I maybe serial killer would be like if you kill strangers i'm not sure exactly what qualifies see this, serial was, this killer. was like a history thing you should teach me on yeah um, i don't know this i don't know but i just but in even in murders like a violent murder like women if they kill their husbands it's usually like they poisoned him. Like he abused me for years. I started putting arsenic in his coffee until he died. I had to get out. Mm-hmm. Very rarely, and it's not to say it can't happen. And maybe with gender equality moving so far forward, we're going to see more of this because women are taking a more uh, a larger role in society at large. So they're going to start having some of the same trappings as men. So I don't think it's necessarily a gender thing. It's probably a cultural thing. Mm. That men have the power, and so they abuse that power. So as women begin accruing more power, maybe there'll be more women, violent criminals, and violent serial killers. We don't know. But all I'm saying is, historically speaking, it's, it's a bright very, future. It's a bright future. You're it is a bright future. I appreciate this. <laughs> Can't yeah. wait for you to catch up with us on murders, women. Yeah. You're going to do it. Strive, yeah. you know, strive for your dreams. But it is interesting. You haven't to, lived till you've killed. Wait. Wait. Hold on. That that's not a slogan. That's not a Talk about that tagline. Edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm always fascinated by like what pushes a a woman over the age when you think of them as being more docile and and genteel or whatever. So uh, yeah, for a woman to be an axe murderer, you just don't think of that. So that's I think that's why it was so jarring hmm. to the culture, uh, especially in the 1890s. My goodness, and it's probably why she was acquitted because it was like, well, look at her; she couldn't have done this. They acquitted her with. Insanity? I cannot remember. Maybe it was insanity. Yeah, <clears throat> my wife would know that. She's screaming at the radio right now. Yeah. She's screaming at her iPhone. Um, it's interesting. I actually have been doing a lot of studying, reading a lot of like newspapers from the 1840s through 1880s. You know, like a normal person. Like a person does. And I actually have found lots of, Female vi- serial of violent killers? crime. At oh, least. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like things happening. We just kind of assume that whole good old days sort of thing. Oh, right. That's yeah. And you got to remember that like in the 1850s, Tennessee and Nashville even are considered the wild west mm-hmm. and we don't call it that yet but like there's articles that say that like well and he moved out west and they're talking about here huh because we hadn't settled everything obviously they're beginning now when i moved from knoxville to here that's what i told people i'm moving out west <laughs> and i had like a 10 gallon hat it's, yeah when you came was, with a wagon, I was surprised. I was like, it's a bold move to come the, down I-40. With yeah, well, thing. it took forever, and the spurs were a bit much. Yeah. yeah. Just well, the a, chaps, I was just like, a, right. shouldn't you the wear something had, under those? chaps and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, <laughs> Maybe that was uh, howdy. You gave new, you actually made the term chap accurate because yeah. you were. I had shaved oh, sen- I mean, a, a considerable amount yeah. just in that drive over. Like it was, yeah. Because those was, are wooden chairs, wooden seats you're riding in. They are. And uh, and Curry had the little rifle and I was like, guys, you've gone yeah. too far. We have. She yeah. she just embraced the culture of being out here in yeah. the good old, the, the wild, the wild west. west. Of, <laughs> the, good, the good old west. <laughs> as they say. No, but you're right. So yeah, so Tennessee was in that thing. I, did, I never knew that. So when people said they were going to go explore and go seek fame and fortune they were talking about nashville in some cases well, you weren't necessarily we didn't have gold though john what were they looking for you weren't well land uh so you weren't into like we had a lot of natural resources and certainly early on i mean fur trading what happened to those john <clears throat> to what where are all the resources because now all we have is like country music <laughs> we have a lot of people who sing songs yeah, we became. I don't think we became. Music what have you City. done with our resources? It's yeah, they've been yeah. So I mean, like the Cumberland River, you got to remember almost anywhere you see cities of of noteworthiness. In right, history, they're, they're near, near a river right. because you can 
you can float into town instead of trying to come over the mountains. You know, so dude, that um, sounds like a country song now. Float into town. Float into town. I don't know. I tell you, <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. I mean, uh, James Robertson, I believe, was the first settler in this. Well, first um, Anglo American settler. Okay. lots of people lived here. Right, uh, that came into town. Uh, and brought a party of people, John Donaldson. So if you're from this area, you know he Robert, brought he brought some party people. Uh, some party people. Well, Get they, your hands up! <laughs> they were in his party. Yeah, they would call it that. But like John, if you're if you're familiar with the area, Donaldson Pike and Donaldson okay. is, is a community down the street in Robertson County. Okay. So you know a lot of the, you'll start recognizing the names. You know Sumner is a guy around that time a little later. Uh, Demumbrian, you see that name a lot, right? In the early 1800s, probably not pronounced that way. It was pronounced was a, Demon Brewing. He was a French. You know, it's settler. when you brew up some. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting. I find it interesting that Demon Brewing is right next to Church Street downtown. It's right, like, uh, all right, pick hey, a lane, guys. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Broadway. Broad is the way that leads to mm. destruction, but yeah. you're right between Church Demumbrian and Demumbrian. The theology of the city was really – It was really fascinating. It was all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But you're right though. Yeah. So I did not know that though. So those those are the names of the original settlers. There was a comedian that used to do a bit. I can't remember who it was, but it was about when you go to like Montana or some of these places – or North Dakota. I've been in North Dakota in the winter and it's it's so intense. Yeah. The weather is so unforgiving and intense. But people just are there and you just think about like why did you choose – uh-huh. And the basic gist of the bit was like, that's why it's called settlers. They're not dreamers. They're just like, <laughs> all right, look, the wagon wheel broke. Let's this just is, settle here. here. We're totally settling <laughs> for this horrible winter. <laughs> and then you have a couple of kids. You're like, well, we can't leave now. We've built a shack oh or whatever. Yeah. We've we've got corn coming in someday. So yeah. you just stay. That's but you great. But you've not like, you know, reached for the stars. You have settled. You settled. Yeah. That's great. Wow. <laughs> I've never connected those two words. That's great. See, I always get mad when somebody has that angle that I should have seen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I should have seen that, but I did not, Johnny. Mainly because I'm not a comedian. Um, I'm not even close. You know, if did you ever watch I'm Not Endorsing It? <laughs> I love how we have to do this. Well, Yellowstone. Not a sponsor. Yellowstone. Yeah. I mean. I've seen the first. It's, it's pretty. It's very, you know what? I couldn't get through the first episode, then we. My wife has since like binged it all, and I was on the road, and she goes, I watched them all. She's watched like whatever, 82 yeah. seasons. But like the first episode, there's it's, a horse dying, writhing, and he has to like kill the horse. The trailer's yeah. overturned or whatever, and I'm like, this is the first scene of the show? Yeah, it's, it's A bloody horse? That he has to you know put down. Gosh, I can't do it. So. It's, it's out of the gate. And it's pretty. The horse is out of the gate. (laughs) Through the gate, it's pretty violent. It's a pretty violent. It's almost like I was thinking of it as like it's like um, the frontier mob. I mean, it really it's almost like mob rules or wild west rules. Like it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's martial law almost there because they end up becoming the sheriffs. Don't tell me the thing. I want to watch it. Well, I'm just saying that's (sighs) you always do this. Well, not just sheriff, but like the the what do they call it? Oh, now Laura's screaming at the at the thing there. They're the, the ranger, the the livestock bureau, or something like oh, that. Okay. Like they are armed and bulletproof right. vests, the whole deal, because it's a whole you know cattle it's rustling like a is a big deal. All right. So they can enforce laws, you know. But uh, there's a spinoff of that show called 1883. Yes, is it 1883? Isn't it? It's a year, but I can't remember. I it was 1883. 1883. Okay, maybe so. There's no way to know. And so that to answer your question of why they went to Montana, mm-hmm. so they weren't planning that. 
I don't want to tell you that either if you're going to watch it. 1883 is, is just as good or better than Yellowstone. Is it a coincidence that that's almost the year that Lizzie Borden killed her parents? It might be. Yes, it's a coincidence. Okay. But they actually – there's reason why they were trying the Western Passage all the way to Oregon. Yeah. Or actually, they were going to Colorado maybe and then to Oregon. And again, difficulties along the way caused them to <laughs> – Hence the game Oregon Trail where we all get dysentery and die. Yep. And so they kind of redirected and settled elsewhere for reasons you'd have to watch the show for. That's what I would be. I would be a redirector. I wouldn't be a settler. You just can't. Yeah. I would just be like, you know what? This doesn't feel. Yeah. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. It's like a wagon train. You just keep on wagon training. Yeah. When you finally settle, it'll be like, we'll call this town Flaky Nevada or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because you just like, it took the dude forever to decide. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like when your dog does that thing with that little dance where oh, they're I've trying to, the they, they, lay, they haven't decided to lay down yet. So they just go in a circle. Mm. That's me. Sometimes when they're circling, it's not to lay down. Oh. Uh, well, my dogs are well-behaved. Oh, not mine. I'm about to send him off to obedience school. What? Yeah, I can't. I can't. Is it too it. late? I don't know. We're going to find out. He's got to go. I love him so much. What is what is he not doing? He's marking again. Oh, no. And, he, and like, he's confused again. I don't know why. I'm, we've done all the right things. He's confused about whether he's... You don't been, stick his nose in it and stuff like no, that. No, I That's don't. That's like, people don't do that There's anymore. There's no, like, but he doesn't know if he's inside or out. He doesn't care. Yeah, I think he knows. He doesn't care. Oh, and so I'm. Um, I'm not trying to. This dog is so belligerent. This, but he just he'll go and hit the bell to go outside. You open well, the door on, and he'll just on. stare I, at you. I need more information here. You guys have a bell that he's using, and he's still marking. Yeah, like he'll hit the bell. He hits the bell, then pees in the house. He'll go outside, run around in the yard, come back in, and go in the house. He hits the bell to say, "I'm getting ready to pee on your carpet." Yeah, ding ding, like, ding ding ding. He doesn't care now. It's not all the time, but it, it's like it's enough. This feels like you guys are the dogs. It does. I feel like I'm being trained. Yeah. <sighs> He's like, now come clean this up. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeeves. It is very, if he comes in, he expects a treat. Yeah. There used to be a Seinfeld bit about that. It's like, if you, if you were an alien, you land on Earth, and you see one creature making a poop, and the other one picks it up and carries it right. for him. Who do you Who's assume is in charge? Master, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he has spots, you know, that his like his favorite spots. But well, I'm yeah. Just, once they hit that smell, there they're going to go back to I'm that. But I'm just like, dude. Yeah. What are we doing here, man? Um, can we? I, can we put Ace on the phone? Can Ace, we get him? Let's uh, uh, let's get Ace. Ace in. is here. It's like the Maury Povich show. <laughs> Boo! They're booing him. But then, he, then he, he's, he's so cute and loving. That's the thing. But uh, <laughs> but still, there's he's got there's stuff coming for him. Like he has to he has to grow up, Johnny. Look, everybody has to grow up. How old is this dog? Uh, three. That's twenty one, right? He should know. We don't. I don't know if that really applies anymore. The whole seven years. I wonder about that sometimes. Yeah. Like, has that changed? Well, I mean, obviously, because different breeds live longer. Like, and when you deal with like the maturity level of humans changing, because you mm-hmm. know now they say twenty five is like the new eighteen. Right. So, like, did we collaborate? Would we move that over to the dogs that correlate yeah, what's to the, the dogs? What's the proportional adjustment to dogs now is like one year, like nine. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, dude? I bet we could write a study on that. I was thinking about police dogs the other day. There was a police dog that like retired, and then because it was ill, and they had this line of cops who were saying goodbye to the dog. Yeah. And it was really emotional. Each each cop was like petting the dog and giving it a moment, and the dog was like waiting. At each cop, to and it was very emotional. I'm a dog lover. Yeah. And then when the video got over, I couldn't help but think like, this is also great, and also that dog doesn't know he's a cop. 
You just train him to chase down people who you told were bad guys. And he's just doing what he's told. He doesn't go like, yeah, I'm a hero. He just goes, hey, that guy running with the stolen goods, go chase him down and bite him. And then always like, if, if that's what you want. Like, <laughs> it is interesting, though, that like we just well, took a, they, we took a creature and made him a cop. But and they, he doesn't know he's a cop. I don't know. Dogs seem to possess a sense of. Like it's certainly in a family, they want to be on the team. If that makes sense, maybe. But they what if pr- the dogs like? The hey, I wish I could steal the stuff. <laughs> yeah. He takes the thing out. You of the made me. Yeah, you running. broke me from a life of crime. I wanted to be that. Now I get to be the. I'm a narc. Get out of here. I don't want to be a narc. Well, the telltale uh-huh, yeah. sign of this right would be like cops sometimes flip to the Brad to the wrong side. Right. Have you ever seen a cop dog become a criminal dog? What, now th- there's your show. Wow. If that's the case, then we would know they know that they're cops. And it's not just like training and stimulus and all those a kinds of things. A rogue dog cop. But a rogue dog cop says that he knew what side he was on. Whew. What would we call that show, Johnny? I'm setting you up here, I bro. I don't know. This has got to be It's going to be good. I can't. Next week, I'll have it. Well, I'll have a I'll have a spec script for this next week. This will be ready to go. <laughs> this is going to be finally. You're going to collaborate. You're going to let gonna, me write the pilot finally because this could be good. It could be animated. That's the thing. You could make it an animated show. It have to be animated. about a dog who is he's being trained as a canine, but yeah. he he gets in with the wrong crowd, <laughs> and uh, he maybe flips. He, yeah he sniffs so much drugs that he's like, you know what? These aren't bad. He starts selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I like cocaine. These aren't bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, this could be something. Uh, and then another dog has to bring him down. Yeah. You know. Right. I don't, I don't know. And the other dog, maybe it's almost like Batman and Joker a little bit. Maybe the other dog, like this dog's like, look, you don't really, look, we're the same. You just don't know it. Right. You know, that's always like the criminal to the heroes things. Like, mm-hmm. look, man. Yeah. The truth is we're the same. Right. Just two sides of one coin. You just choose. If you were honest with yourself, you'd see that you're just like me. This is a very deep dialogue for yeah, the two dogs to the be animated having. Dog. Well, that's the thing. If he made the conscious he, choice, they say to it switch. as they're sniffing each other's butts. <laughs> There's like all this deep cerebral dialogue happening. <laughs> that's great. Uh, it'd be a weird. Yeah, you can't do that in human shows. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have all that technology where they can make the lips move on like a live animal and they did those they did those movies like uh, dr doolittle or whatever well they but it's did, really uh, hard to do the lion king the we don't have that kind of budget action. is what i'm saying no we don't uh or like, any budget like you remember, we don't have a title yet remember when i took like <laughs> <laughs> look I've, I've got a few ideas but i feel like michael scott and something about pudding right oh now. right like yeah. i've got a few ideas and i haven't got yeah. that on the mount but yeah we'll I'm, figure it out i'm not gonna say but um i i did we did that one time take like our logo which is our faces animated mm-hmm. and then i'm how we had that the mouths move yes and you didn't like it it, it worked a little bit but it was like it, it you couldn't have your eyes blink but it was weird because it didn't yeah and like mine i'm smiling in the picture so it was like me it's like i was real teethy yeah talking and i look like i had no teeth because i'm just smirking in mine right. so it looked like this this cave of a mouth opening with no teeth yeah um just a black hole of a mouth, like I'm a Sarlacc in Star Wars, <laughs> just devouring Boba Fett. That's what mine looked like. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, sorry for that mental image. Well, we've done animation before, is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, we, it could be done. And we had dozens of views on that video. So <laughs> we, we did. Thank you to everyone who watched and enjoyed and liked that video. Oh, that's great. 
But yeah, so that could happen. So yeah, but you wonder, and that's the thing I do. I get emotional within that side of like, I watch a video like that. I go, oh, this dog. Oh my gosh. What a moment. Eight years of service. And then I think like, wait a minute. We, we told him he's a cop. You don't do that with people. Hey, guess what, John? You're a cop for the next eight years. I've decided. And I know we're better than dogs. I get it. We dogs are, you know, they're part of it's our service and whatever. But it's like, what if he doesn't want to be a cop? What if he just wants to lay around all day? But what if he senses? Well, they don't just pick any dog. Yeah. Here's here's going against your argument a little bit. Okay. They do like vet. (laughs) Okay. Johnny vet. Yeah. They they like there's a process. They right. look for a certain disposition there's of the a dog, screening. a a how they respond, you know, how they are able to discipline themselves and respond and not uh-huh. suddenly stop and chase the girl dog that walked by or whatever just because, you know, they What can. if that girl dog is a criminal though? Well, then That's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. They double dog dare you at that point, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. They do. But see, you know, they can't just like Ace would not pass police training. No. Like he couldn't he'd be the criminal. Ace uh passes his dinner in the living room. <laughs> I, I just aces And then rings a bell and dares you to say anything about it. Gosh, man. I did, I yeah. I'm sorry, John. I just wish he could understand what I'm saying for just a second. Because there's a lot of profanity. It's a shame too. You have a lovely home. So. And well, I don't want to act like it's like the whole time. I'm just saying occasionally yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, you know, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not. So this train, you've looked into training though. It's going to be expensive. This I don't is, know, I know these some. These people, these Caesar Milan people, they're expensive. Wow. What do you mean by these people? That's, I mean, dog yeah. training people. Yeah, I, I have to, I don't know. I, I've got, a, I've got a number of somebody. Don't they always say it's you that needs to be trained, not the dog? Maybe, but I'm going to be you're like. A, you're a terrible pack leader. Look, I want to send them off like, remember in the old days, like on Maury Povich, when they would have the misbehaving teenager and they'd bring out the Marine Sergeant and he had like this. This uh, like ranch, scared straight thing. This ranch for you know uh-huh. for yeah. troubled teens or whatever, and he mm-hmm. just gets in their faces. I want a ranch for troubled dogs. I want to send Ace yeah. off, and I want him to like to be military drill sergeanted the whole time, and come home just like a little more scared of a shadow than he yeah, is. Yeah, he's doing like eight hundred sit ups in a row, crying. Lewis Gossett's hovering over him. I got nowhere else to go. I got no other place to go. He's crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what I want. I want that in the equivalent. He comes back as a broken man. Well. You can put the pieces back together. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a broken dog, but yes. Yeah. Did you remember what we were talking about? No. Have you switched over to... Yeah. I'm, like, you're just running Police Academy in your head right well, now. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm giving him his... I'm anthropomorphizing your dog. He's a man to me. He's a broken man. He's a 21-year-old man. He's a boy. He, I don't care what his age is. He's a 21-year-old man who soils your living room. So he can vote now and drink. It doesn't mean he's irresponsible yeah. enough. I wouldn't put him behind the wheel of a car. You let your dog have alcohol. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I mean, if it would calm him down and make him act right, I mean, yeah. I'm open to anything. A little hot toddy before so, dinner? Little, uh, yeah, he's the one leaving the hot toddies, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, That's a shame. I don't know, um, but I do. I want I want this, I want an intervention. This is an investment, though, is what I'm saying. Is like It's, it's as a... You know, you've got to put some money in this. If you want a dog that's well behaved, it doesn't come naturally. Usually, you got to go because my dogs just run crazy, and Unless I just let them do. Born a natural police dog, right? Which we don't know if that's how does that work. Um, uh, are you born good? Or, I mean, are we saying are we born good or bad? Do we have this? It's an age of accountability. If we remove the spiritual side from this, and they're just animals, mm-hmm. then maybe they are just born good or bad. Maybe it is nature. Over nurture. So you're saying not everybody's a good boy and not all dogs go to heaven? I'm not speaking the you know, I've told you my theological take on dogs in heaven, right? No. Really? Have you? Because you know, this is actually a question I get asked as a youth pastor a lot. 
Okay. Like, if, you know, you don't remember this? They want to know if Fluffy's going to be with them in the well, sky. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I never was that guy. I never wanted to be that guy. Some kid comes in. You're right. in a circle. And you, you just shoot him down. It's a stupid question. They're like, my, my dog died. And they're crying. And you're like, you know, hey, dude, you know, that's that, that's not a real problem. I and mean, we just don't do that, you know. Yeah. So they would ask sometimes, like, what do you think? Like, because some kids really believed dogs went to heaven. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't have... That was an expression to them or something like it was like a legitimate theological right. belief. So I'm, I think that's a bit far to okay. go because I don't think there's a – I'm not saying it's not so true. So you think dogs are in purgatory? What I'm saying is – They're in their own limbo. I think, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> no. There's got to be a punchline no. to that. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so there's a um, – If you've ever seen a dog do the limbo, by the way, it's unbelievable. <laughs> by the way, I just noticed something. What? Look at my college diplomas up above you okay. and read the name. Why? What does it say? John, I'm looking at. What do, you, what do you notice? Jonathan. It's with an O. Jonathan Carl Driver. There you go. Uh, yes, Carl. That's my middle name. Um, not what everyone expects, usually. They don't expect no. it. So, yeah. Um, Theodosia. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Theodosia Driver. Um, Esquire. I think it comes down to a, our misplaced theology of new creation. Okay. I think that we kind of just act like when this ends, we just kind of float around on clouds or like kids don't want to go to heaven. Right. Because the, the way we make heaven out to be, and you and I growing right. up. Right. You got to learn to play the harp. Well, it was always like we would be in some long church service. And yeah. The old people were super excited about how long it was going. Right. This is how it's going to be in heaven. And we're not yet. My God, we've been singing for an hour. Just imagine we can sing for 10,000 years. And the kids look at each other like, I don't want to do we that. We don't get to Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. soon. I'm going to murder someone. And so like this, we just worship for a thousand years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can't do I have to worship for a thousand years. So I think like we don't get the idea that there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like you have – like the Bible talks about cities and the Bible talks about even – I mean I'm not getting deep into this. But the Bible talks about – we don't know what it all means. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's you know, a, a, an allusion to – not illusion, an allusion to like, hey – like you're you're going to have a authority even to do things to serve one another. You're going to be placed over one city and you're going to be doing like we're going to we're going to help each other and have structure somewhat because the structure of this world is made by people who are made in the image of God. Yeah. So that's why he calls it his kingdom. The reason we started making kingdoms is because even if it's in a false sense or a counterfeit sense or a fallen sense, we still are reproducing what's in our God-inherited nature. And so there's, 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 right. so we just are polluting it. It's not the way it's supposed to be. So, Which is where the dogs come in. Well, well, I mean, like, if God's going to restore all things, yeah. I believe it's a full redemption, a disproportionate redemption. Meaning when you lose something here, and was it C.S. Lewis or, or Tolkien that said that everything that's sad will be made untrue? I think I said that. That was you. Um, <laughs> and so, like, this idea of not just like, oh, you'll forget about how bad things were. Yeah. Like, I think he disproportionately redeems it. Like, somehow this is the the beauty uh, and the miraculous part of heaven is like, what was lost now is found. Mm-hmm. And it is made better than the loss. So, like, the tragedy. So, Ace won't pee on the floor in heaven. In heaven. A better It'll Ace. be as if, it won't be as if Ace never peed, but whatever the equivalent is that makes Ace not Ace's pee, I don't care anymore. Right. Because what Ace is doing now is much better. But the point Everything is. Everything wet will become dry. dry. That's, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, 
I always tell kids like, or like I'll tell Sadie, yeah. um, here's the deal. When we get to heaven and all things are made new, what if that includes earthly creation? Like, think about this, Johnny. You want to go super deep. What if it wasn't God's intention originally for us to kill animals as our food? Mm-hmm. Certainly God had to kill animals to make clothes for Adam and Eve. Right. So like from the beginning, creation suffering from the sinful choices of man, right? Okay. So like if he's going to redeem all things, what if every animal sacrificed, every animal killed for food, every part of every animal killed in nature by other animals, maybe that wasn't a part of God's original plan for all we, I don't, maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. Right. And what if a part of the new earth and the, it's, if we think about it like God just, he's going to destroy this world. Let's not say that he's going to renovate is a better translation. Right. He's going to renovate this world by fire and he's going to recreate it into what his, his intentions were. And because his intentions, read what he said when he made the earth the first time. It's really good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Like he's making very good things, and he's going to make them very good again. So you're saying all those animals are back? What if and they're, they're all just back? looking at you like I was your hamburger? Way to go, pal! But there's grace now. They oh, that's right. You. They've forgiven me for that. Yeah. So like, but what if it's all, what if it, what if it's all restored? So yeah. that's one way to think that dogs go to heaven or whatever. But like, sure. if the lion lays down with the lamb, those kinds of things, like. Like the, the rules as we know. It doesn't say what happens next, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, the Lion and the Lamb didn't <laughs> stand up together and walk away. We don't see that. But, like, you know, and maybe that's, a, you know, some of those things could have some sense of, of figurative language. That I don't, you know, I'm not sure they're all right. literal interpretations. But I think there are a, little, a lot of literal interpretations to be taken yeah. from that. But I always say, look, if, if that's not true, uh-huh. then I'm still with Jesus. And I, if, I can just ask him to recreate Brutus if I want to, and he can say yes or no. But I don't see why. What would be the point of saying no? Like, hey, you know what? I love that dog I had a thousand years ago. Can he come back? Sure. He's God. He could say, you know, or I won't have a desire for that. But either way, there's no reason in my mind to say that dogs can't be in heaven. Yeah. There's nothing in Scripture that says dogs won't be in heaven. It doesn't say all dogs go to heaven. I'm just saying I think that there's a – That was Disney that said that. There's a more nuanced – right. Or Warner Brothers. I can't remember who. All what, dogs that go a to Disney heaven. Movie? Was that a Disney movie? Maybe. I think so. I know it was animated. Yeah, it's animated. I can't remember if it was a Disney film. Now yeah. some more people are screaming. Yeah. More people are upset at that than yeah. your theological than the argument. whole like creationism, recreationism. Yeah. That's the name of my new book, Recreationism. Recreationism. Yeah. And it would be R-E colon uh-huh. creationism. Wow. <sighs> We someone just, will think it's about exercise, like recreational, you know what I'm saying? Recreationism. Like, yeah. Isn't it interesting that the word recreation is Could also be recreation. So when you're Bro. when you're resting, when you're, you're, you're renovating, you're rejuvenating, you're recreating yourself a little bit. <sighs> Guys. We just we just got a book deal. John and Johnny are out. Uh, podcast no more. We're moving straight to the speaking circuit. We are. We've got that. We've got the rogue cop dog show. If any of you know anything about the speaking circuit, could you give us a call? Maybe. <laughs> there was we... a guy, I can't remember who had this line. It might have been my buddy Rob. No, it's Paul uh, Paul Aldrich. He goes, uh, I moved to Nashville five years ago. He goes, I have written uh, over 25 songs for country artists like Shania Twain and Vince Gill. And people clap and he goes, and if you could just let them know. <laughs> <laughs> that I have written these songs. I am desperate for one of them to cut one. That's awesome. <laughs> it's such a funny line. Yeah. So that's what we need. We need that. We need that person. Yeah. To pitch the show. Yeah. Well, you know, which show? The the dog one. Yeah. Yeah. The, what are the, the cop dog and the? You have You got to have a title first. We'll we gotta, figure it out. We got to come with more than just that. You got to give him more. Have you, you gotta, never pitched anything before? Like, no. 
No, this is the first time. <laughs> we did a pitch today uh, to uh, someone, and we were talking about our show to somebody. And uh, they, John rambles for 10 minutes. And then they said. <laughs> you told me. You said you take then, the lead. I said you take the lead. And you did. Boy, you you were like, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> and boy, did you. And so I just lay back, you know, cool as a cucumber like I always am. <laughs> And then the guy, John gets done, and I'm waiting for the guy to respond. And he goes, that was a great elevator pitch. And I was just like, Whew. And I didn't say it, but I thought, you've never been in an elevator with John because it's hell. <laughs> I wish you would have said it, man. <laughs> You're like looking at the numbers like, where is my floor? This guy. Does this building really go I to 120? I'm going <laughs> to have to buy some Amway products from this person. <laughs> You've never been trapped in an elevator with John. Oh, my goodness. And that's why we prob- that pitch probably didn't go because no, you trying. had your chance for us I to did. both I be ourselves together. I could have intervened. Yeah. And I didn't. No. You could have recreated our careers. And instead, you sat there like a bump in a log and, and let me do all the work. And, and listener, uh, we're glad you're on the elevator with us today. Mm. Yeah. We don't know where we're going. We it's like the Wonkavator. We could go sideways and upways and downways. We don't know where we're headed. We don't know where we've been. No. Wait. We know this moment in history because we just read it. Uh yeah. but we don't know where we're headed. Uh-uh. Um but we thank you for being a part and you're in the Wonkavator with us as it were. Yeah. And technically we kind of do know where we've been and you can also find out where we've been. That's right. We've been uh 200 and something episodes, episodes deep. Yeah. And you can listen to all those archived episodes on talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Also, click on our link trees. Those are there. They're listed there. You can find all our socials and follow us there. Find out about John's new books. Building my Instagram back up from when I got hacked a few years ago by the Russians. Not to be weird. Not the Russians, but a Russian okay. bot. Uh, okay, that really you just downgraded that a lot. It started <laughs> off with the Russians. Oh, I know like, it was like Putin a, was like Johnny has to. Oh, it was stopped. like the email was like a very Russian sounding email. So I'm assuming it was a Russian bot. Uh, wow. I don't want to generalize, right? But the Russians are out to get me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm building back the old Instagram following. I'd appreciate if you'd be a part of that. Do that. Uh, follow John. You can find out all his new book projects. And uh, speaking that John's speaking places now, which is exciting and new. Yeah, uh, and of course he speaks here at church. But I'm saying like he's out and about, just running the circuit. Just yeah. he's got the glasses now. He looks so much smarter. Oh my goodness, so professorial. Yeah, I mean I can't see it all, but it's no. amazing. So I can't tell if you're impressed. But uh, I will say this: I want to say two things. One, I did I did a message Sunday, and, and I rarely say these kinds of things. Um, you can go to church at pleasantgrove.com. Mm-hmm. I did a message on how we hear God's voice through grief and trouble. And I just think it's a topic that we really don't talk a lot or enough about in the church. And I just think it was one of those things, not because I did it, but there's a lot of things that I'd studied. And I actually read a blessing from a book called uh, To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. Uh, and it was a blessing about the interim times. We should link to it message. in the notes or something. Yeah, I could add I could add that into the show notes. So you should go check out that. I'll add a link to the, to the message as well. But also, I'm pretty certain, Johnny... Uh, that your uh, next dry bar special is about to drop. It will be out when this episode airs. It will already be out, and you can watch it for free on the Dry Bar Comedy Plus app. It's str- that's only where it is right now. It's streaming on that app. You can get a free month of Dry Bar Comedy Plus with the promo code Johnny W J O N N I E W. Get a free month. You can watch all the specials. Watch my first special. Yeah. Watch a million other great specials on Dry Bar Comedy. All clean, family friendly comedy. 
Uh, and then you get a free month. And so that's how, that's the only way to see my new special, 30 new minutes of uh, great comedy. So that, that will be out when this episode comes out. You'll get to be one of the first people that watches it. I'm not going to lie. I saw a clip you put out yesterday. Yeah. Did you put it out yet? It's not out. I just sent it yeah. to you. Yeah, to look. And, but, and I know that joke, but the way you delivered it, I laughed out loud. Yeah. And I was like, this clip is butter. Like, this clip is so going such places. a great crowd in Provo where we shot it. And so I'm very proud of the special. And I want you to go check it out. Get a free month of Dry Bar with the promo code Johnny W. And you'll be, if you follow Johnny Instagram, he'll be, tw- he'll be tweeting, tweeting and posting about it. I'm yeah. Sure. There'll you be, can find as the clips and, come out, I'll yeah. be posting those as well. But this is a chance to see it before anybody else. You if you're a fan that. of the show, this is actually really helpful to Johnny. This is a way you could help. Yeah. Like right now, man. And we always ask you to leave us a review, a five-star review, all those things. We ask you to go to Amazon, leave the book review. But right now, as this product for Johnny releases on Dry Bar, man, I'm telling you guys, it's hilarious. Go there. Can right. they leave reviews on Dry Bar? I don't know, but I know you can leave tips. There's a little tip nice. link. And if you subscribe with that promo code, that helps my – there's profit sharing. So that helps my kickback. Yeah. So. And the more views he gets – man it just is more opportunity just to do more, more comedy oh the more eyeballs the more i don't know i don't know glasses uh, thank you eye drops um the more yeah the more ocular nerves there's all kinds the, the, the options are in i had an eye exam yesterday so I'm very i'm feeling myself <laughs> did they, they took die? a picture of my eyeball and they showed yeah. it to me and i was like that's unsettling they did that one like all the way they're like everything the yeah they're like everything looks good there's a little shadow here but that's normal and i was like okay whatever yeah dude. no before they tell you it's like there's all these like you yeah. see like this red river running through the lake and look i know it looks in flame but that's normal you're like i'm glad you pointed it out because i thought maybe i was developing like supervision or something i was about to just shoot well, it's lasers. a little large you're like is this the scale it's very it's alarming like can you shrink me down like an inner space and let me go inside my own eyeball that's the question would that be and there's then, your that's another show that's the follow-up to the cop right dog. the dogs now both get thrown in jail mm-hmm. and the science experiment, i gotta shrink and, down and go in oh yeah it's like a under the guise of it being like a rabies shot or something it's right like vaccine i go in and mm-hmm. now i get to right try to change the dog's trajectory of life wow that's uh, a yeah it, it can it's not a perfect show. No, is what we're saying. No, saying. This is all just we're just spitballing here, seeing what <laughs> sticks to the wall. <laughs> That's great. Hey guys, it means a lot. It really, really does. If you listen every week, you know, send us questions, topics, other things you want to hear us talk about, and uh, we'd love to cover it here because the name of our show is Talk About That. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared to You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared to Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.